Welcome back to Marvel Schwarmy. We're coming to you on the 4th of July. Yay! 2021. Yay! The Declaration of Independence and all that jazz. Ha! Chewbacca? Get off our podcast, Chewbacca. No one invited you. Go back to the Millennium Lamekin. <laughs> the Millennium? The Millennium Falcon. Uh, we just lost all our Star Wars fans. This is a Marvel podcast. <laughs> we don't want them to begin with. The Millennium. The Millennium. The Millennium. The Anyway, <laughs> he's Matt. I'm Leonor. Welcome right. to our podcast. This is our weekly comedy podcast, loosely based on the Marvel Universe. We have a sticker or two if you would like one. And how can you get that sticker? Or well, two? if you email us at marvelshwarmapodcast at gmail.com, we exactly. will send it to you free of charge. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a beautiful, circular, small, waterproof sticker to stick on your sister's forehead. Yeah. And here's how it works you just send us an email. Okay? You don't even need to give us your address. You send us the email. We will figure out your address. Our psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. And. Then it will show up yeah, at your house precisely. someday. Also, if you yeah. rate, review, and subscribe. We would appreciate we, it. Yes, that's it. We won't do anything. Don't worry. We yeah. won't come to your house and give you a sticker if you rate, review, or subscribe. We might get very excited and talk we might about it. jump up and down 15 times, mm-hmm. maybe, a little bit. We might even admit that the Millennium Falcon is pretty cool. Yeah, maybe. But only if you rate, you review, and you subscribe. Mm-hmm. Now, Marvel Media Corner. Yes. What are we doing this we, week? Well, we are doing a phenomenal book. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So We're, I went to camp for the past week, right? Yes, you did go to camp. And I got a couple books, one of which was, was pretty good. Maybe we'll talk about did next you, week. Did you get the books at camp? No, I got them before I went to camp. Okay, to take to read are with you. Are you dumb? Well, obviously, I know what's happened. But I'm just okay, the, clarifying I think the, for the people that are listening. Know that I the people are get... really invested in these books that you got. Okay. Well, they I need think to know where they came from. To know that I did not get them at camp. They're Some Marvel camps books. sell books, don't Marvel they? Books? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a Marvel camp. Oh man, I wish it was. No, it wasn't. It was uh, interesting. Anyway, so this book I got for three dollars. No surprise there at yeah. our Lego secondhand bookstore. It is the worst writing I have read in my entire life. Really? Yes. I mean, besides, like, you know, one of those kids' book where it's like, see Spot, see Spot, run, run, yeah. Spot, run. Right. See Jane, run. What was the problem with the writing? I, it was just, some of it was very cliched. Oh, oh, you know, like, it was a dark and stormy night. Yeah, literally, the end fight took place during a storm, a thunderstorm, <laughs> and lightning struck- It's called symbolism! And lightning struck the castle, and the castle exploded. <laughs> no way! Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to every hackneyed trope ever, writ- I know. written into a book. <laughs> it's called- Okay, so the b- book is called Iron Man, The Armor Trap. It's by Greg Cox, and no, he is not the brother of Charlie Cox. Okay. Unfortunately. Who is Charlie Cox? Uh, he played Daredevil in the TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in it, Iron Man slash Tony Stark is kidnapped 
By the way, in the comics, at this time, people did not know that Tony Stark and Iron Man were two different people. They thought Iron Man was Tony Stark's bodyguard. Okay. So this is like... Now, is the armor trap supposed to be a play on words? Is there supposed to be something clever there? I have no idea. <laughs> well, he's tried to, like, force to build a suit of armor. Mm-hmm. But then he, like, escapes. Apparently, he has, like, an electronic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And he, like, downloads himself into the internet and then, like, gets out and discovers he's in, like, a pod and his, like, the past two weeks of his life have been an illusion and then War he's Machine. In a, in a pod? Yeah, like a, a life-preserving pod or whatever. Okay. Like from Just where the bad guys kidnapped him. in the ocean or? No, in a building in like Italy New Hampshire? or something. In Italy? I think. No, New Orleans. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Practically the same place. I know, I know. All and then the difference Machine... is you can't get good pizza in New Orleans. And then War Machine swoops in and saves the day. And then they go fight Baron Strucker in a thunderstorm in a castle. <laughs> in a New Orleans castle? I have no idea. <laughs> New Orleans, famous for its castles. Absolutely. You cannot turn around without seeing a castle. There ain't no castle like a Nolens castle. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this book is very bad. Was there a superhero called also, the Crayfish? Were... No. <laughs> there was not. I was so sad. Was there a character named Marty Graw? <laughs> I think we're done here. How about another character named Ben Ye? Mm-hmm. Okay, bad puns aside, mm. what would be your rating on this festival of cliches? Negative one out of four stars. <laughs> out of four, a negative it's fantastic right, four? Yeah. Negative one out of a positive fantastic four stars. <laughs> I mean, I am like, you know, a teenager. Yes. And even I know... That that was bad writing. Yeah. Like, I can write better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, if Marvel's listening, let's pitch yeah. them your book. My book, Captain America, Stucky's Cannon, the end. Captain America, The Shield Trap. <laughs> uh, yeah. He fights Strucker in a castle, but there's no storm. Wow, so original. <laughs> You're hired, Leonor. <laughs> Okay, okay, I can't even think about this book anymore. I'm getting angry just thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was like 7.30 in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, I was waiting for everyone to get up, and I was trying to read something good, and then it's just like, here's some trash to shove into your eyeballs! <laughs> so, did you look at the book at all before you purchased it, or just... Well, I you mean... said I had to get a novel, something with chapters, and yeah. it was... A chapter book, so... But you didn't actually read any of it? N no. Okay. I kind of, like, flipped through it, and I was like, oh, I bet this is going to be really Words. bad. Words. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I was like... And then I read it, and I was like, this is, like, about ten times worse yeah. than I expected it to be. <laughs> but you read the whole thing. I did read the whole thing, yeah. because I just can't can't stop once I start a book. Yeah. That's a really admirable trait. Mm, thank you. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Okay, speaking of finishing something that you've started. What? What? You make no sense. Why is your hat backwards on your head? You're not a rapper. Get that. What? Not only rappers do that. Is that better? Yeah, now you look like a trucker. Okay, good. Welcome from our... Truck. Peterbilt, the control center of our Peterbilt 18-wheeler. That's definitely car noises. They sound like car cows. Me, 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 me. Well, was this a race car? 20 minutes of car noises. 
Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yes, right. We are doing segment uh, one. Yes, right. right. We're doing segment one of season seven, which is our pointless powers and tech. Yeah. And this week we have a weapon. Div- oh, wow, a weapon. <laughs> Not a surprise. Never had any of those in this segment before. Developed by none other than Chef Peter Quayle. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, I like this so far. It's from his Ravager restaurant. All right. And the weapon is called the Caramelizer. Okay. Tell us more about this Caramelizer. What is it? What is its purpose? Now, what it does... You would think that it caramelizes things. Do you know what caramelizing is in cooking? I do. I do. It's when yeah. you like throw some sugar on it. And then like I think heat the sugar up. I don't really know exactly. I'm just realizing. Oh, good job. But instead of doing that, what this does is it actually shoots out caramel. Oh, it's like it, it, it's not like when you hit it, they become caramelized. It shoots out caramel. Oh, yeah, that's right, because it is a weapon, but it's a sword. It is a sword. (laughs) I was like, it shoots parallel out of the point of the sword? Yeah, it has a little button on the hilt that if you push the button, a stream of caramel comes out. All right. Like if you need some for an ice cream sundae, it actually has an ice cream detector on it. So if it it detects ice cream, it immediately covers it in caramel. Great. That was a wonderful sound effect. But also, it is an enchanted sword. Awesome. So the the caramel uh, aspect Peter was Quayle added did all by... all this enchanting all by himself? No, that was added by Peter oh, Quayle. Okay. The, no, the, the, the liquid caramel was added by Peter Quayle. I see. The magical caramelization affected by the sword mm-hmm. was already in place when he found it on Planet Grog Shop. Grog shop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we have that's those a, on Earth too. That's a that's a junk planet that orbits the uh, alcoholism moon of system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where you can find it. Uh, <laughs> the planet of Cleveland. Wow, I see how it is. All our Cleveland listeners have just dropped off. The no, map. they're happy to be uh, get a shout out. I'm sure. Oh yeah, they're happy to have their. Uh, and f- <laughs> fictional planet right next to planet Grog Shop. I didn't say. Well, I'm not the one that said it was in the alcoholism system. <laughs> anyway, it was a magical object found on the planet Grog Shop. <laughs> okay, Meg and, Peter Quayle's been everywhere. Yeah, even the alcoholism. And it system. was it was enchanted by one of the celestials. Is is that mm-hmm. the giant beings? I that, think so. Yeah, that started the. Yes. Universe or whatever. And yeah, every time you strike an item of food with it, that item of food becomes covered in caramel. So if you have so an apple, a human? whack it with a knife. Oh, I thought you meant like how they do with onions. like caramelized Yeah, caramelized onions, but you can make caramel apples. Well, it's multifunctional. You know, caramelized onions aren't covered in caramel. Yes, I know that. Okay. But it, it's multifunctional. That's all it's right. magic, all right? all right? Magic. You got a caramelized onion. Magic. A you caramelized. got a caramel apple. Magic. You got caramel on your ice cream. Magic. What happens if you hit a human with it? Well, a funny thing. 
The, a funny thing, okay? The sword, unlike most swords, is actually made out of rubber. And it can detect that if you're hitting something that's not... A high-tech rubber sword. <laughs> basically, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, it was developed by Dr. Nerf Snurf. I thought you said it was developed by <laughs> Peter Quayle. Well, he added on to it. He found the magical item, okay? Wait, Why so are you doctor... making this backstory so complicated? It's very, very simple. Wait, so the Dr. Doctor... Nerf Snurf... <laughs> developed the high-tech rubber sword. He invented the okay, high-tech rubber sword. Okay, who enchanted it then? <laughs> uh, he, it got enchanted <laughs> at some point right. on Planet Grog Shop. Oh, it just magically became enchanted. Yes, by the wizard uh, Rammstein. <laughs> oh, yes, the famous wizard Rammstein. Rammstein. <laughs> How do you even spell that? Um... <laughs> Well, it's R O M S C H T E E N. There might be three oh, E's in there. there. Okay, three E's. Yeah. All right. He's also famous for his early 2000s heavy metal. Great. On Earth 2021 or whatever. But the, okay. so since the caramelizer is magical and it can caramelize many different things in different kinds of ways. Stop. You almost hit me with your hands. I'm sorry. It also can detect things that don't need to be caramelized because that would be a horrible thing to do to. Well, no wonder the sword is so useless. Okay. Well, that's why we're featuring it on this segment. If it was useful, I wouldn't be talking about it. I guess it's. So when you hit somebody with it, it bounces off. Boing, 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 boing. Yeah, and in fact, okay. it'll it'll just bounce off and whack you back in the face. Wow, okay. Yeah. This is a shaming sword. Yeah, <laughs> it is a shaming sword in a way. <laughs> How yes. dare you hit a human? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bucket the sloppy tuna fish comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> magically appears and slaps you in the bucket or face or <laughs> okay. whatever. I don't know. what is. <laughs> I forget. I'm forgetting all the people in our universe or characters. We have so many. <laughs> all right. So, so any last words about the caramelizer? Just, you know, be careful because you don't want it to whack you back in the face or whatever. It's time for role play. Gucci. Thank you. <laughs> oh, nice. That Thank makes you. for great radio. Oh, I know. <laughs> Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's all we do is sing. Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime. Sneeze. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, this is segment two. In this segment, we will be mixing up some of our previous episodes. Yes. This week, we took Loki visits a hospital and... Star-Lord goes to a pawn shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loki was our second most popular episode from season two. Wasn't it Star-Lord goes to a pun shop? No, it was not. <laughs> Don't come near me again, ever. I'm blocking your number. You're unfriended and you can't come to my birthday party. Uh, so we mashed that together to make Loki goes to a pawn shop. Yes, which and is totally different. Completely I mean, different. It's I, so different. Can you even grasp how innovative the concept is here? so amazing. I, I will be Loki. I'm impressed by what we're Good doing. Good job. I will be Loki. You okay. will be a pawn shop employee, peasant. Okay. Um, hi. Hi. Not- Who wants some pawns? Ha! What? <laughs> we're playing too.
Your savior is here! Pawn shop, nothing but pawn shop. What is this strange, unearthly music? Welcome to my pawn shop, oh, savior, Mr. Savior. Yes, I am your savior, Loki Luffy son. It's it's not very often that we get saviors in the pawn shop. Um, what are you looking for? You you did you I come have here? Something you, to pawn. You got something to pawn? Oh, great! It's cold. Oh, oh, we're really excited about this, aren't we, Randy? Shut up, small beast! Sorry. I have a tesseract! Okay, let's see. One tesseract. Hey, Randy! We got another tesseract! We got a whole pile in the back, so I can give you a couple of slotkins for them. I I do need a couple of slotkins. Uh, Unless you want to pick something off the dollar shelf. No, I will be happy with... I got a, a a moldy stick of butter. A oh, that is a that is a hot up thing to pass. Can of chickpeas, a infinity stone, and a tape measure made out of licorice. Well, who needs all those infinity stones? I already have one or two. Okay. Um, I'll take that moldy stick of butter, and the licorice. Well, technically, I said you could pick one item, not two. But Randy, bring out the moldy stick of butter. So hard to find good help these days. Oh, tell me about it. The last time I tried to find someone, they ended up turning on me, and then I almost got shot by them. I think. Yeah, who was that? Remember. You may have no one knows about him because he's kind of lame and really stupid. But his name's Clint Barton. I believe he goes by Hawkeye. Oh yeah, he was in here last week. He was. Had a tesseract for sale. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Uh, we got a whole pile out back. You want to see him? Excuse me, I must find Clint Barton. I mean, on the other side I of this pawn leave. shop is a pizza shop that sells Tesseract pizza. I'm leaving now. Bye! Ding-a-ling-a-ling! Oh, okay. Slam! D- you forgot your butter! Role-playing take one! Two. Two, I mean... It is I, Loki! Hello, Mr. Loki. Welcome to the prawn shop. Can I interest you in a king prawn? A double king prawn salad? His name was Pepe, in fact. He came to us from planet Earth. Awesome. I'd love to have a king Pepe fruit salad. (laughs) Okay, the king Pepe fruit salad. Randy, get working on the fruit salad. Man, Randy's the worst. I feel like I'm having a now, sense of Now, do you want to side a tesseract with your King Pepe fruit salad, or... I'll actually take a side of snark hand notebook warmer. <laughs> ah, snark hand notebook warmer. That's my favorite. Now, do you want that with mustard or chickpeas? I'll take it with hummus, actually. Okay, we can do some hummus and a little bit of moldy butter just to make it... Oh, I do love moldy, moldy butter. Moldy. Roldy? Roldy. Roldy. That's the name. That'll be the name of your butter that we're taking out of the butter tank. Pepe and Roldy, my two favorite names. Pepe and Roldy and Roldy and Pepe. Oh, you're doing a little dance, okay? Well, it's called the Singing Prawn Prawn Shop. So, what did you think was going on here? I thought that was just, you know, when somebody has like the chicken shooter. 
club, but they don't actually like shoot nope. chickens on the inside. And, and in fact, the weird thing about this prawn shop is we're all prawns. The I did notice who work that. Here. And the guy at the next cash register, he ordered the dish with me in it, so I gotta go. <laughs> okay. We hear you. Hello. 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 Randy. What? I'm not Randy. I'm Loki. Randy. Uh, Come here and take this man's shoes. These are my shoes. Yes, sir. Sorry. You can only enter the store if you're not wearing shoes. I will kick my shoes at you. That's fine. Just take (laughs) them off your feet. Do it now. Okay. Good. Randy, put his shoes in the back, in the shoe pound. I said the shoe pound. Randy. So hard to find good help these days. I'm sorry, I just if he's choked. not sleeping, he's snuggling with the shoes. Well, those shoes sometimes can't get them off the shoes. Okay. I mean, I've never seen someone who enjoys shoes as much as Randy does. Uh, interesting. Randy, stop touching the shoes. Randy. You know what? I think I'll just um, take my business elsewhere. No, wait. Give me my shoes back, please. You came for the pawn. You came to the pawn shop for a reason. We are not giving your shoes back until your business is settled. Just give me my shoes. What are you here for? I am here to leave. Goodbye. (laughs) Don't look at my socks. Those are my socks. I'm leaving. What? Bye. That's got a King Pepe salad design on his socks. Ow. Okay, well, that concludes another wonderful episode of Mirma. You sound constipated. <laughs> I might be just a little bit. Uh, please don't tell me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Lenor. I'm TMI Matt. And tune in the next time you decide to listen to this, which may be never. Yeah! Prawn Shop! Fourth of July. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Yeah.